We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Tuesday, January 16th, we'll be talking about the big uh, eight game NHL DFS slate tonight. There's not much going on tonight, right? Not much NBA or anything, right? We got don't get any football, but we got some NHL. We got a big contest in NHL tonight. The $111. 20k to first contest they've been running satellites and stuff i got three tickets to that so i got three entries in there going to be playing tonight hit that thumbs up button on your way in the door give me those thummy thumbs hit the subscribe button if you're new here hit the notification bell to know when we go live normally we'd have uh tim on but apparently uh with all the cold and all the storms and all the ice uh the internet issues you know down power lines who knows what's going on so don't have tim with me today he'll be back on on thursday though for 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 nhl but uh it is a it is a star it's a star studded slate tonight and we also need to wait on some some news uh you should uh always if you want the up and coming news all the things that you need to be thinking about when it comes to nhl whether it be dfs or props or anything is uh is join our discord rotogrinders.com slash discord it's free it's free. It shouldn't be free, but it is. But it's free. But you could go there. And uh, Tim and Dane and Taylor, they post all the news, everything that you possibly need to know. So, like, this morning, already saw that, uh, you know, Capitals are doing power play reps right now. Ovechkin is not joining them, but he was on the ice because uh, Ovechkin has been out. Uh, so those lines that we have listed may change. And as well as uh, some Winnipeg news. Kyle Connor, uh, he's he's been out for a while. He's been out for over a month. Uh, he's expected to be back, as, as according to the beats. He's expected to be back tonight. So that that'll change some things, right? So we take a look at you know you know we can look at our stack rankings, our stack projections, our starting lineups page. So we take a look at like both those teams, like from a value perspective, like these these were some of like the value pieces 
that you could be playing. So like with Winnipeg, like Winnipeg, we're also I, I guess we're also waiting on Sheffield as well. He he was out last game. He's listed as day to day, but with Winnipeg, I mean, right now if if, if Sheffield and Connor are out, I mean, this would be a value stack line one against the Islanders, Lowry, Ellers, and Velarde. But you know, if Connor's back, I'm assuming that's going to push push one of Ellers or Velarde back to the second line. If Sheffield's back, obviously Lowry is going to go down to line three again. So we're not really going to really going to know what the, the Winnipeg lines are going to be as of right now. We'll have to see what the, what the morning, the morning skate rushes, whatever, whatever the practice that they do. Uh, but, but there could be value obviously on Winnipeg, but some of that value may be gone. And then the same thing for Washington, where we look at Washington here, where's Washington, where's Washington, where are the capitals? Capital. Oh, here we go. With Ovechkin out, they've been running Oshi, Pacioretty, and I, I'm assuming I'm, I'm pronouncing that right. And Strom. I'm. I mean, Pacioretty has a has an excellent projection at 5100, but I'm assuming uh, uh, Ovechkin is going to be in that spot if he plays. The question is, is what's going to happen on the power play, right? If he's if if, if Ovechkin's not going to be playing with the power play, I'm assuming Pacioretty will be playing with the power play, but I'm assuming he also goes to line two. Right, he 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 bumped gets bumped down. I mean, Tom Wilson has been playing with the third line recently. Uh, they've been spreading. They the Capitals have been spreading out. You know their minutes are from line one, line two, and line three. So even though they are they are a sizable favorite uh, against Anaheim, I mean the Capitals were never a team that I I, I particularly love playing. They're they're not the most highest volume of teams. Right to take a ton of shots and have a ton of offense, but it's a great matchup against Anaheim today. So you got to take a look in whether or not Ovechkin's going to play. So those, to me, that's the, that. Those are the two spots that we need to like wait for further news. But that's where the value would be if if Ovechkin isn't playing, if Sheffield isn't playing, if Connor for some odd reason doesn't come back, we got some value on the Washington line and on the Winnipeg line. But as far as correlation, like. Even if you play these teams, uh, you got you got to really wait to see what these lines really look at, right? Willie K says in the chat, we'll definitely be interesting to see where Ovi slots in if he plays, right? Because I'd want to play some of these cheaper guys. I'd want to play Oshie and Pasciaretti and uh, and and play, uh, you know, John Carlson at fifty nine hundred. I mean, he he is a very good projection. I mean, we'll have to see what the projections look like with these guys in, especially the Winnipeg, the Winnipeg stuff as well. But the top teams on the slate today, we go to our projections. Uh, they're basically, there are two, I would say there's two high scoring games to target. One, one is going to be hard to play. And one is a little bit easier to play. The first one is Colorado, Ottawa. We can see with our projections that Nathan McKinnon, from a raw point, fantasy point projection, he projects for four points higher then the next closest, then, then Connor McDavid. 9,900, Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid, 9,800, four-point raw point projection. They're facing, they're on the road against Ottawa, but Ottawa isn't very good, right? Ottawa, I, I believe, is one of the worst penalty kills in the entire league. Uh, so that, that, that power play one type of unit, I mean, we see in the stack projections right here, right? You could use this if you're a premium member. You could see here, Nathan McKinnon, Jonathan Drew, and Miko Rantanen. Right, 
one of the highest value, highest average projection stacks. Then once you start adding power play one, Ross Colton has been on power play one as well. And obviously Kale McCarr. Uh, I mean, this is going to be very expensive to play all five of these guys. But the thing that I like about Colorado is that you kind of know who to play, right? Everything is very condensed into their, you know, top line, right? So Druin is, is only 4K. I mean, obviously, Rantanen's 8,500. So the play, like all of them, but Colton's only 3,400. So I think a lot of people will be playing power play one for uh, for Colorado on, on an eight-game slate, especially. Uh, I mean, McCarr is 8,400. Like, it's going to be very hard for you to fit McKinnon, Ranton, and McCarr into a line, but you're not going to be able to do it, right? So it's I think it's more likely people play this as a three-man. I could see, you know, Drew and Colton and then play one of McKinnon or Rantanen or something like that and play power play one type of type of people may play, maybe play McCarr over Rantanen. Is that going to be a little bit different? Maybe a little bit different because uh, McCarr's projection is two points lower, two and a half points lower than Rantanen's. So I think McCarr at 8,400 is going to be much less owned, but I think Colorado is going to be very, very, very heavily owned. Uh, the, the game has like almost a seven, seven total. And uh, and you know who to play on, on, on Colorado. The other game that's probably going to be the most exciting game to watch is uh, Toronto and Edmonton. What's the problem with Toronto and Edmonton from a DFS perspective? Uh, very expensive. <laughs> very expensive to play. Like, like if you're going to play Toronto, I mean, now there's now it, it's like you know who to play. The thing, the thing about Toronto is like you kind of know who to play. Nylander, Matthews, Tavares, right? They switched up some of these lines. Now, like the line three even gets like more time now. Like they 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 moved Marner off of the top line. They kind of spread it out. Tavares is kind of skating with two, two not great Plin Robertson and Jarn Crock, right? So it's like I, I'd love you know Toronto power play one, but I mean, I mean good luck affording it. I mean, Nylander, Matthews, I mean, none of these guys are all these guys are Riley's the cheapest guy at 6,200. Right, and then you, uh, Edmonton, you have this, you have the similar issue. Right, you got McDavid, you got Hyman, you got Hyman at eighty two hundred. Nugent Hopkins is a little bit cheaper, so like Edmonton is doable because you can play McDavid, you can play Nugent Hopkins, Drizadel, right? You can play Drizadel at seventy five hundred. He's gotten cheaper. Right, Bouchard seven K is a little too expensive. Like these guys don't price out all that well, especially in comparison to Colorado. Like you can see here, just on uh, just on the, the the stack projections, right? In comparison to value, here's Nathan. Here's the Nathan McKinnon Colorado one line, right? Average rejection seventeen point two seven, value twenty three. If we try to find where's, I'll, I'll use the search function. Where's McDavid? Right, Connor McDavid power play one. Right, you're sacrificing like five five. Here's here's Edmonton one right down here. Value 19. You're sacrificing like four points in projection, right? Because you can see here the how much cost of this, like McDavid, Hyman, Nugent Hopkins is 48% of your salary, right? In comparison to McKinnon, Drew, and Rantanen, which is 44% of your salary, and you get an extra, what, four points in projection in value, point per dollar value. Well, that, that also means that obviously Edmonton will be lower owned than the uh, than the avalanche. But I mean, but that's kind of the issue there. Uh, I think 
what I would do, because I still haven't decided what the hell I'm going to do. I we really need to know the Winnipeg stuff and the Washington stuff before I even make any choices. Uh, what I would do if we take a look at this, the, the starting lineups page. So if we see, like, the way I'm, remember, I think in terms of smaller field contests, larger field contests, you know, you're playing the, the $15, 5,000 plus entry field, the poke check, the $5 one, you can do a little bit more, you know, crazier stuff. But I think, like, like I would, I, I don't know about playing like Druin as a one-off. Like the, the, the thing is about, about Colorado is that like I'd be much more likely to play someone like Colton as a one-off only because like maybe O'Connor and Kivrant, maybe line two scores. And I don't necessarily have to worry. I don't have to play Logan O'Connor or Kivrant. Kiv I don't have to play these guys. But if for, for whatever reason, line two scores two or three goals, like I probably... The, the only one that's really being rostered is Colton. And if he has points and McKinnon doesn't, like that helps me. But I mean, to me, playing like Druin is a one-off. It's like for Druid to get there, like it's most likely McKinnon and Rantanen or one of them has gotten there also. So I think I think a lot in these terms. So, because you may get Druin if you use lineup HQ as a one-off in a ton of lineups. But I think I'm much more likely to play just Druin in a lineup with other Colorado players, but not as a one-off. While, on the other hand, for Edmonton, like, I don't mind playing Nugent Hopkins as a one-off. Because I, I don't think Connor McDavid is going to be nearly as owned as Nathan McKinnon. Right? I don't mind playing any of these these Edmonton. I, I'd be interested in playing Drizadel at 7,500 as a one-off. All these guys, Toronto and Edmonton. Like, imagine playing a, play, imagine playing a lineup where you're playing Austin Matthews instead of McKinnon, but then you then you just fade at you fade the Avalanche. You don't even play the Avalanche, right? You play some other team, right? You play Washington or Winnipeg, depending on what the value is going to be there. As we see here in the stack projections from a value standpoint, right? Number one on the entire list is Oshie, Pasciaretti, and Strom, but that obviously is going to change if 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 Ovechkin's going to be playing and the lines are going to change. Uh, that's you're not, you're not going to do much. Here. Same thing for Lowry, Ellers, and uh, and Velarde, right? If Connor's back, if Sheffley's, if Sheffley plays, like all of this, all of this goes away. To me, the interesting value on the slate, vomit stack, right? I think the most interesting game on the slate is uh, San Jose against Chicago. They're basically the two worst teams in the league. Uh, Kurashev, Pitlick, Radish, I mean, these teams are bad. Okay, just let, let me be clear. The total on this game is low. It's like five and a half. Uh, but the thing is, is that like San Jose is not expensive or anything. But yeah, I have to kind of choose between like a whole bunch of different guys. Do you play like Granlin doesn't project well at 5K? Like none of these guys really project that well. You could always play Hurdle, but he's 5,500. So it's like, you're not getting a discount with these guys. You, there are other people to play at these prices that have much better projections. But for the cheapness, I mean, I look at Chicago's power play one unit, and I'm like, Kurashev is 4,400, and he's like the, the well, Seth Jones, I guess, is the, the most the highest price guy. But, I mean, you can play Pitlick, Radish, Kurashev. You can play line one right here, which correlates to the power play one as well. I mean, look how cheap this is. 4,400, 3,000, 3,300. 
I mean, you could even, dude, you could even play Jones and Vlachich also with the, you can play the, all five of them. Right. And then you could fit, you could play anyone you want at that point. I mean, look, I mean, if I go through, I mean, you'll see in the stack tools, it shows right here, number three on the list value wise. I mean, the projection isn't all that high, right? Is Chicago power play one, Chicago one, especially if Ovechkin's back and Washington, you know, that Washington value goes away. If the Winnipeg value goes away, or, or it reduces, it doesn't go away. It just it, it becomes lower. I don't mind playing some Blackhawks, some some minor league level Blackhawks. I mean, imagine playing this. I mean, let, let's let you know. I could put, I could hand this is you could hand build a lineup and lineup HQ, right? We could do something like this, right? Like, let's say we played all of them. Let's say we played Jones. We played Jones and Vlasic. I'm assuming I'm pronouncing these guys' names right. Radish, Picklick, Chris Kurashev, right? Let's say I played, look, I got 7,600 left, right? 7,600, right? Let's say you, you plug in, you plug in a goalkeeper or something like that. You plug in like a Sorokin, some cheap goalkeeper, like 77,300. I mean, I could go get Nathan McKinnon. Right, I can play Nathan McKinnon right up top. Right, sixty six fifty. I mean, I don't even have to play Jonathan Druin. Ninety three hundred. I mean, I could do whatever the hell I want. I play Ranton, and, and I can still got forty eight hundred left. Right, so I could do McKinnon, Ranton. I could play. I could play McCarr. I could play. I could play anyone. I mean, like literally. I mean, even if I wanted to play Druin in this lineup, right? McKinnon, Druin. Right, ninety three hundred. I mean, I could, I could, I could take out Seth Jones. I could play Kale McCarr. I got sixty three hundred left. I could do. I mean, what's available at sixty three hundred? Tons of people fill in the last spot. Change a goalkeeper. How much does Chicago need to do? Are they going to be owned? I mean, I obviously there. I think Chicago's ownership will come up, depending if you know when if you know. If Sheffield's back, if you no, know, if uh, Lowry, if, if all those lines move and the value kind of goes away, but how much of these guys? I know we we don't have them projected yet. Let's go to Winnipeg. Like, how much is Kyle Connor? Eighty one hundred. Okay, you're not really getting. Okay, you're not getting really getting a discount, right? I'm assuming why. I'm assuming you know Ove, uh, Ovi is is Ovechkin. 6,400. Okay, boy. That could be interesting. Ovechkin at 6,400. I don't know. We'll have to see about that. Guild Ticket says, I'd say Hamburg at 3,100 combinatorically is in a lot of lineups, right? Not necessarily. Why do you say that? It's projection isn't all that great. Where is he? Pontus Homburg? Holmberg, you mean? His projection sucks. He's 3,100. He projects for less than five points. But no. Just because he's on the line, I mean, you take a look at Toronto. It's like, well, Nylander, Matthews, Holmberg. But, I mean, he barely projects for anything. 31, 4.75 for 3,100? You're not going to see that much. So there'll be some cheap, there's some cheap defender at there. There are defenders that you could use as one-offs that project for a point higher than that. 
So you're not, you're not going to see that much of Holberg. He's, he's the guy that just stays Tony, the Tony Snells of hockey. He's not on a power play unit. He just stands around and does nothing while Nylander and Matthews does everything. Gives you access to Toronto one. Yeah, but you don't have to, you, you'd, you'd get a better projection with a cheap defender. That's the point that I'm making. Gives you access. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be playing it as a one-off. You're not getting anything. He doesn't project well enough. Just because he's on a line with other good people, that doesn't mean anything. He still has to do stuff. Then he doesn't do anything. He's not on the power play. JWH says Ovechkin seems way too cheap. Yeah, that's my my initial thought. But it, how how much is he going to play? I mean, it just seems like, you know, when I saw in the Discord that, uh, I mean, I'm looking at the Discord right now. I mean, Caps are doing power play reps and Ovechkin is not joining them. So if Ovechkin's just going to play on the top line and never play on the power play, is he going to get like, the, do you want to play Ovechkin with 14 minutes of ice time? Like, is it going to be like that? If you tell me he's going to be playing 20 plus minutes of ice, so yeah, sure, give, give it to me on the power play. Yeah, I think he's too cheap. But we'll see the project. We'll see what the projections look like when we when we get when we get news and confirmation. We get some we got some Seattle news also in our Discord. Larson went out with an illness and couldn't return. Beniers, Burakovsky, and Dunn are all out day to day. Do we have that in the project? The Seattle stuff in the projections. Let's see. Right. Yeah, yeah, we kind of have. I mean, Larson's still in there. But yeah, if Donya Burakowski's not in there, yeah, no, no. The Seattle stuff looks normal. I'm not a big fan of this game in general, the Seattle uh, Rangers game. And we can see here in the pick'em tool, I already put this together, right? So it's not only DFS here at Roto Grinders, right? We got props, right? We got a prop model. You could use our NHL projections to bet on props or prize picks and underdog. So you could use these tools. And I did, right before the show, I did. I used our projections, prize picks NHL, right? So you can see here, they're still up, right? So I used our projections and it looks like our projections are uh, have basically the Rangers lower than the market. So less shots for Lafreniere, for Trocheck, for Panner, and basically and Rangers line two is project is projecting lower than the market. So you know what I did? I put them together. So I made a card here on prize picks. I already put this in. So basically I took the line, the New York Rangers line two, Lafreniere under two and a half shots on goal, Panarin less than three and a half shots on goal, Trocek less than a half an assist. And then I took the other, the two, the two best ones on the, that are on Radish, more than one and a half shots, and Vetrano, more than two and a half shots for Adam. I put them together. Mika uh, Zabinajad, or whatever his name is, he also has a less than half an assist, but you can't put you can't put two players on the same team with points and assists together on, on prize picks because of the correlation. They're not going to let you do that. So I chose Trocek over... Over Zabinijad only because Trocek is on line two, even though they're both on the power play. 
if I'm going to play under on shots, obviously it's less likely that Trocek gets an assist, right? So this is what I put together, a five pick. So if you want to, you want to steal that for free for the show, but you can use the pick'em tool that we have here, Prize Picks NHL. We have all these Prize Picks NBA, Underdog NBA, DK Pick Six. If you're in a state that that you could play the Pick Six game that DraftKings offers, right? We got it for NHL, NFL, MLB. When that comes back, we got prop models for for PGA, MLB, NBA, NFL, right? You can see here the top one in our model right now is uh, Rasmus Anderson under two and a half blocks. So you're gonna go to DraftKings. Looks like uh, the number is probably at like minus one fifty five. I believe, based on m- removing the win- the edge from the win percentage, that was sixty two percent or so. We have it that the fair value should be what minus three hundred, right? That's what seventy five percent is, right? Minus three hundred. It's at minus one fifty five. So if you want to go pick up Rasmus Anderson under two and a half blocks, go. I'm I'm I'll, I'm going to do that. At, I'll do that after the show. So you could use this if you if you're not even playing NHL. Let's say oh, I don't want to play NHL DFS. Well, you could just use the props and pick them package, right? NFL's winding down, right? If you don't want to play uh, the work to play NBA DFS with who's in, who's out, late swaps, all that type of stuff, feel free to just just pay for the props and pick them package. You get you get this. You get our prop model. You get our pick them tool. If you're a premium member, you get all the statistical projections. So you could your combo premium member. Like you just download all of the projections, all the statistical projections from all these sports and have fun. Go, go to town. Bet on everything. Willie K says if uh, uh, about Ovechkin, if he's sitting out practice, it's just because he's old and rested. Well, that could be true. Or he might, or he might not play. We don't know. We don't know. Would I prefer him to not play? I don't know. I mean, we take we take a look. I mean, I I wouldn't mind playing, you know, Washington one. I also wouldn't mind ownership getting on Washington one. I could see a lot of people playing the the Colorado Washington. Like if if Winnipeg doesn't become value, I could see a lot of lineups that look like 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 let's let's put this together, right? If Ovechkin's not in, then we got Pasiuretti, Strom, right? Dylan Strom, Oshi. Right, and then then you throw in like McKinnon, then we we do we do this thing, right? McKinnon, let's just throw in Sorokin as a goalkeeper, cheap goalkeeper, right? You got Druin, right? You fit five thousand, right? You could even play you could play Carlson in this lineup, John Carlson, forty six hundred. I mean, you could you could you could play everyone. You could play. From a point per dollar perspective, you can play Colton and a fifty-eight hundred dollar defender. Yeah, you could do or move up and down in goalkeeper. I could definitely see this being chalky. If Ovechkin is not in, I could definitely see Washington one or Washington power play one plus Colorado one, Colorado power play one being basically the the, the chalk combination of the slate. Doesn't mean you can't. Hey, it doesn't mean you can't play them together to some degree, right? But I could definitely see this. I mean, you could take out Strom, play Ross Colton in that spot and play. I mean, there, there are ways to move this around. 
The thing is just, I just always remember with the Capitals. It's like, yeah, they're cheap, but a lot of times they just don't do anything. I played the Capitals at value before. Something just sitting there going, why have they only, it's through two periods and they've only taken like 17 shots. You're like, well, what's going on? They have one goal on 17 shots. Then they win the game two to one on like 24 shots and sitting there going, yeah, I got some points, but not not that many, right? Colorado, on the other hand, against Ottawa, I mean, they could just go in and just destroy them. But the line isn't that wide. Like, I think Colorado's only a minus-135 favorite. And I think Colorado just gives up goals also. So, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't be opposed to be playing Ottawa either. But, yeah, so that's uh, that's the, the, the NHL slate. I did the best that I can. Right, without Tim here. Right. Remember, I'm a I'm a numbers guy. I'm I'm playing the projections. I'm playing projection correlation leverage, building lineups in lineup HQ. I'm not, you know, I'm not watching the games, right? I think I did did my best on describing, you know, kind of the, the hockey, the hockey side of things. Uh, because I, I do pay enough attention, right? Especially playing, right? I typically play NHL two or three times a week, right? So I'm playing Tuesdays, Thursdays, some Saturdays, the bigger slates. Uh, and then the props. And then, yeah, I, I obviously pay attention to, you know, what our projections say with the props because I'm I'm typically, you know, banging those out. There's eight games today. I'll probably have 40 or 50 NHL props today. The top, the 20 of them will be in the, the top 20 prop model because essentially I just bet our NHL projections. They... They they did very well in the beginning of the season. They're kind of it's up and down. It's various. You just re- realize that that you're you're doing it over the l- period a long period of time, a long period of time. Okay. Anything else in the chat before I get out of here? Any questions? Hopefully, hopefully not. Like, do you watch the sport hockey related? But what we could see. How do you think about prop? Okay, JWH asks. How do you think about prop correlation? with shots on goal props for players on the same team that are on the same line uh, versus different lines. I haven't measured that type of correlation. I mean, sometimes lines just, they, they don't get in. Sometimes they just don't get many shots. Like, dude, I've played DFS where it's like you play, you play the first line of some team and the, the, the entire game, you look at that line and it's like, they've gotten a grand total of three shots. Yet the second line has like 14 shots. So I don't know. There's there is a correlation, positive and negative, on line mates, right? But for different reasons, right? Like if you're playing Toronto or something like that, like I like like I'm assuming on Toronto that you know every shot Austin Matthews takes, it's one less shot for Nylander, right? I mean that does make sense because if Matt Matthews is taking the shot, but there's also scenarios where line one just barrel rolls over Edmonton and Matthews has seven shots and Islander has seven shots. I mean, there's a correlation there as well, or they get numerous power plays. Like imagine Toronto getting numerous, numerous power plays. Edmonton has, you know, six, seven penalties. Well, then all these, all these power play guys are going to, all of them are going to have a lot of shots. And let's just say the other end of the picture, let's say Toronto ends up with seven penalties. Well, how many shots? <laughs> There's barely any power play time. They're always killing. So all these guys are going to have less shots. So they're, they're, 
I mean, it's a very similar thing in, in NBA where you go, oh, I'm not going to take two guys, you know, uh, over points on the, when they play together, right? Because one guy's scoring points, then this other guy isn't scoring points. So it's like, well, what happens if they score 140 today and the game is close? They probably both go over. Or what happens if they get blown out, right? They don't even see their fourth quarter rotation. Well, they both go under, right? So there, there's, there's a positive correlation in certain runouts, and there's a negative correlation in certain runouts. Weighing them together, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the correlation coefficient of this is. I don't. But I definitely, I definitely think that you know, yeah, on certain lines, like they may not just get any, they may not get many shots off. They may not get much offense on that line. I think it's less likely that if you take, you know, unders or overs on players across different lines, I think that 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 gets dicey. Because then you kind of bet, like, if you're going, I'm going to go under on a guy from the line one, under on a guy from a line two, and under on a guy. You're basically saying the entire team is basically never, is barely getting any shot. They're going to have 14 shots the whole game. It's much more likely that, wouldn't you think? I mean, I'm just, I'm just hypothesizing here. It's much more likely one line does really well or really bad. At least volume wise. That it's less likely that if you played, you know, a, a Rangers two, that if, you know, Panarin, Panarin has seven shots, like it's quite pro- probable that they, the Rangers have just been on multiple power plays. And it's not just Panarin that has seven shots, Trocek has four shots, and Cried Frieder has three shots, and Mika Zabinijad has four shots, and Fox has five shots. Like, I think it's much more likely that happens. The Rangers don't get any power plays, barely get any power plays, or they have to kill Seattle's power plays. Then the the entire team shot volume goes down. WWH says, I'm curious if the sportsbooks SGP models factor in correlation into the price of an SGP differently based on team correlation rather than line correlation. Well, go see. Go see. But you have to be, you first have to, you have to get what actually is the correlation coefficient between line mates, right? And also, if you're using the data set of everything, it's like, look at line two. It's like, like on a power play one, Lafreniere isn't out there. He's only correlated on at even strength with Trocek and Panarin. But on a power play, he has nothing to do with those guys. So it's quite possible that Panarin and Trocek have a ton of shots and Lafreniere has zero. And if you look after the game, it's like, oh, yeah, because Trocek and Panarin had all their shots during a power play. But at even strength, like this line played, let's say, 15 minutes at even strength and got no shots off. Literally got no shots off. None of these three guys got any shots at even strength. But Trochik and Panarin also played eight extra minutes on the power play, and they shot the, five shots each. So you'd look and you'd go, oh, the correlation doesn't seem to make any sense. It's like, yeah, well, you have to really determine between even strength and power play, right? Because obviously on power plays, they're going to be more likely to get shots, right? Much more likely. Ah, people are correcting my uh, 
my pronunciations of names. Shifley. Sheffley. Shifley. Dreisaitl. 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 Nylander. Or Nylander. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter to me. Doesn't matter what the, what the names are. You know who I'm talking about, right? That's why I normally have Tim here. Tim helps me with the, the pronunciations of the names. Because I'm not watching on TV. I don't hear, I don't hear, I don't literally don't hear the names being called. So I'm just, I'm just reading, just, just reading. Right, Batherson, O'Connor, that makes it, Rantanen, McKinnon. See, I, I could, those, those are easy. And I could do it. Panarin, Pan, Panarin, 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 not Panarin. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All I know is that I, I don't want them to do well. I don't want Rangers 2 to do well today. According to our projections, Rangers 2 is projects low as of right now. Our most probably, obviously, I have that, you know, the prize picks card. Oh, look, projections have changed. Oh, okay. So they got rid of the radish one. I think the radish one is gone. Yeah, radish. Yeah. If you didn't, if you didn't grab the, uh, the Taylor Radish more than one and a half shots, you're out of luck on prize picks. You're out of luck. You got to get these. That's why you need to subscribe to Roto Grinders, right? Click on that link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. Get access to everything. Get access to all of our projections, statistical projections, lineup HQ, props and pick'em tools. You get, you get the ownership. You get the lineup builder. You get Sim Labs for NFL and NBA now. And we have Sim Labs for NBA. You could use that for NBA DFS. And it'll be coming to MLB when that, that comes back in two months, two and a half months. So join us and join the Discord. Rotogrinders.com slash Discord. Get all your NHL news. Get, you know, participate in uh in uh in all the, the chats. Yeah, I'm getting like look, the NHL channel is 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 great. Right? It looks like there's no Gabriel Velarde at the morning skate for the Jets and no no shyful, no shyfully. Right. So, so Dane is already posted. I'm literally relaying this in real time that he has posted in the Discord what the, the morning skate lines are. Connor Lowry, Ayafalo, Perfetti, Nemestikov, Ellers on the second line. Right? So it looks like, looks like Shifley, Shife. Am I pronouncing that right, chat? Shifley. And I, I would have to assume that the power play line is going to be Connor Lowry, I follow Ellers, Ehlers, and Morrissey. I'm assuming that's power play one. I'm going to assume that. But that's a good, I mean, you could play like Lowry and I follow or E follow on the top line. I mean, that's going to be value. I mean, we're going to get value. I think we're going to get some Winnipeg value. I think the same thing that applied that I said I showed you with the Washington stack, I think people will plug in Colorado plus Winnipeg. You'll see a Holler McKinnon, Rantanen, Druin, Lowry, Iafalo, you know, that type of that type of line. That'll be a chalky combination. That's what I think as of right now. So maybe that what well that that'll that'll lower that'll lower the ownership on the, the Chicago stuff. The the true vomit stack of the day. Okay, hit that thumbs up button on your way out the door. Hit the, hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We still got tons of content coming out this week for the NFL playoffs. So so tune into that. I'll have uh, Kyle Murray on tomorrow. We'll be talking NBA. 
mostly NBA. We talk about whatever the hell you want to talk about. So, you know, obviously join in in the chat. Uh, send You can always send in your questions to me via email. Questions at theoryofdfs.com. I do answer them. So uh, send them in and uh, and I'll see you tomorrow. As, as I, let, me, let me, I always say, as always, just I'm like making this programming note every day so people don't think I'm dead next week or I was fired. Next week, I'm on a cruise. I'm on a cruise from the 21st to the 31st. So there won't be any Roto-Grinders Today show after this week until February 1st. So I'll be off for a week and a half. So I'm not dead. I haven't been fired, okay? I just wanted to make that programming note. But normally, I would be here Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern, talking about all things you're thinking about in Daily Fantasy. Props and pick them on Roto-Grinders today. (laughs) 